welcome to the podcast. In into the first episode of uh, is everyone recording? By the way, you are recording. I am, right? yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first episode of the uh, the recap podcast, critical for recap, I guess. Um, yeah, looking back on the month, seeing how we did, and uh, yeah, I do, I do want to say, starting off, um, this is the first one we've done, the first look back we've done, and uh, I'm I'm really proud of where we're going, and bringing you two on has really pushed the podcast forward. Um, generally, it's, it's helped. It's helped it massively, and my thinking of the podcast and the ideas that we're having now is totally different from a couple of months ago. Um, so yeah, and you can see that in the branding, you can see that in the in the conversations we're having, uh, the guests we're booking. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for for joining in and, and taking so much time to do it. Oh, as well. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for inviting us on board. Yeah, uh, no, it's great to be yeah. a part of it. You, Gen- yeah. Generally, feel like we're we're changing. Um, young people in, in the industry as well like the feedback we've had on some of the podcasts this month has been incredible so yeah yeah really really appreciate it no it's um, a really exciting thing to be part of so pleased to be here <laughs> glad glad good um yeah so where did you guys want to start do you want to just go through the podcast and talk about what you heard in them or, or how do you want to do this let's go yeah one, suppose one by one i guess on podcast start from the beginning of the month and make our way through <laughs> Did you, what, what do you want to, how's your first podcast been? I guess we'll do that first. How have you found my, my recording podcasts? Well, yeah, oh. how have you found recording, being on a podcast and recording podcasts? It's got me over my um, fear of hearing my own voice. <laughs> I've never yeah. liked the sound of my own voice. I hate it. Yeah, the lisp sort of echoes through the microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, st- I'm starting to come to terms with it and not hate it so much. Oh, I so, uh, my own voice. I listen to it back and I'm like, that's, that's what I sound yeah. like. Well. Well, there's yeah. something in your brain, isn't there? There's something in your brain that you're not meant to hear your own voice back. Like, really? This is like a scientific yeah, because I feel like thing, everybody yeah. says this. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll hear yourself back in a video like when you've been out somewhere. It's like, oh, that's horrible. Why, why did someone film that? <laughs> How yeah, do you yeah. even listen to me? But yeah, I think I, I think that on a Joe Rogan it. podcast. I heard that on a Joe Rogan episode. Like, this yeah. something They're talking about getting used to being on TV and hearing your voices back. And there's, they talked about it, about something in your brain going off and, and having a negative reaction to hearing your own voice. It sounded like an echo inside your head. It was, yeah, it was mm. weird. But it's, um, I need to find out the science behind it. But yeah, yeah, that is why. Maybe I really that's don't why. Like it. But hmm. um, how are you finding being on camera as well and like doing doing video podcasts? I often forget it's recording. I just want to come to the call. <laughs> I think the exact same thing. I think I'm just in a meeting. I'm kind of used to sitting over Zoom at this point. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now is the time <laughs> to be doing video calls. So. I'm yeah, not even sure where Zoom so came from. I actually honest, used like, to use Zoom pre-coronavirus. Yeah. I never did. Um, we used to One use the, the UX testing at my old, where I used to work. And before that, I'd never heard of it. And I knew that nobody, nobody really used it. Like yeah. It was like a wannabe Skype, but now it's the thing. So I just heard of it when my boss, when we were working from home, my boss was like, all right, let's jump on a Zoom call. I thought, what is that? I have to learn what that is now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Google uh, Meet as well. Google Meet came out of nowhere, and that's like a big thing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's like the word furlough, isn't it? Though, like, never heard of the word furlough before furlough, coronavirus. <laughs> Suddenly, yeah. everyone's using the word. Or um, what's the other one that everyone uses so much? Uh, un- that social distancing and that, like, or social I think distancing, yeah, that's just yeah. a weird one where you think of like social distancing. We all know what that means now. But if you said that to us six months ago, we would have gone, "What does what's that? <laughs> what yeah. does that mean?" <laughs> it's just unprecedented. Like a- is the one I was thinking of as well. Like no one ever yeah. uses the word unprecedented. I mean. Everyone seems to be using it. Okay, my thing. But um but yeah, what does everyone think uh of the first episode that we released this month? 
um, with Dave Clayton. Was that the first one? Or maybe Paul Lewis? Was that, was that the first Paul Lewis was end of June. June. So, up, sorry. <laughs> uh, don't know if that one June. counts. Okay, let's do that. So we'll go far back until to the. Let's go. Let's go back to Damien Graham one. This is the first one we've done. So let's go to Damien Graham, which is um, one of the ones I've really enjoyed. Uh, really opened my my mind up um, to opposite opinions and opposite um, feelings and people that you know, views as well. Not opinions, really, just views and um, how people are navigating the design world from a non-white person perspective. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, really really good conversation, and got uh, got some really good feedback, and got some um, yeah. So so what does everyone what does everyone, what does everyone think? Yeah, of that I think one? that was such an important conversation. Obviously, it was so relevant at the time as well. It was like such it's, yeah, so insightful to hear from someone who has sort of experienced it from that side, which obviously I haven't. But yeah, the the whole idea of diversity of thought was mm. such a like a massive take takeaway from from that which is something that I've always sort of subconsciously considered and known about and like how everybody's different experiences but now I'm more conscious of it like knowing that people's different backgrounds whatever it is um yeah will will result in different work and that's yeah that's what makes it so great I think that was the uh, the main takeaway from that podcast and it's something that we've mentioned on this podcast since then and I think that says a lot about that episode in particular that yeah, we definitely. keep re- referring back to it because it's it's an ongoing conversation and it's something that this the design industry needs to pick up on uh, definitely because i think he said it i've i've said it the design world is better with a more diverse cast because you get 100%. such different creative ideas from people who've experienced different things and that that's how we're creative is through our experiences and through our research yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pleased to say that like, we're, we're definitely moving forward with this, um, and it, it's it's fully ingrained into what we do here at Creative Waffle now. Um, it makes us sound like a big company, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, if you can waffle. just look at it, like from from the first uh, episode with the new branding with Connor Fowler, um, episode 179, uh, we've we've had more uh, more diversity than we ever have on the podcast, which has been fantastic. Because um, that was just before the Danny Graham. Uh, Damien Graham one. Uh, we've had Ibi Trafter on there as well. Uh, obviously, uh, the Black Originals. We've had Yakub Mir as well as a guest. Hey, yes, mate. Um, <laughs> and we obviously, uh, you're both now on the podcast. So obviously, we've got women on the podcast as well. Um, so it's it's been great. It's been really really good uh, to get different perspectives um, and other people. I think other people to other people to look up to as well. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is a, the, a wider array of role models, as we said. Like having all of these people on there. There's such such a wider range of opportunities for people to find and to be role models mm. so that yeah that's great i think that's a great opportunity for people listeners and guests alike yeah absolutely that's one of the, i think that's the main thing i took away from what happened um with my, my mindset changing and after the Dan, damien graham one why do i keep calling him danny graham oh it's a footballer there's <laughs> a football called danny graham that's why oh of course um, something football related <laughs> i was gonna say it went right over my head so. yeah no i didn't <laughs> um Damien Gray, that's, that's the thing I took away from that podcast is, uh, it, yeah, just, just the role model thing was, is huge. And the fact that we mm-hmm. can do that on the podcast uh, is, is great. And, yeah, giving yeah, people guests, that platform. Exactly, yeah. And, and the guests that we've got lined up as well for, for that is, is great. So, so yeah, I think that was a really, really important conversation to have and a really powerful one. And I'm glad we're continuing that conversation as well. Um, yeah, so good one for Damien. Yeah, great one. 
episode 182 was Sid Danger, uh, a Canadian designer. Uh, interesting to hear about Sad Magazine and uh, what she's doing over there in Toronto with, uh, with her magazine. I'm not sure if you, did you guys listen to that one? Yeah, yeah, I've listened yeah. to that one. It was a while ago, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. To remind me slightly. But yeah, it was a good, I remember thinking that it was a really good one at the time. Obviously, I, I quite like to hear from other female designers. Mm-hmm because role models so yeah. um yeah so that, that was a good one and to, to sort of hear where she'd come from and she talks I, I am right thinking she talks quite a lot about like the struggles of being a young designer and sort of coming into the industry and that sort of stuff and um, community thing as well yeah well, yeah about, about building a building community um, mm-hmm. so that was yeah there was lots yeah just a lot of stuff that I could sort of learn from and sort of empathize with as well but obviously mm. she's a lot further ahead but yeah I could sort of it's nice when you see people talk about their sort of past experiences and you're in that time at the moment and then you can say oh well hopefully that means I'm, I will be where she is one day because she was where I am at one point too yeah yeah absolutely yeah she, she's I think fantastic role model for, for younger designers yeah, um especially female designers she's such, such a it feels like such a powerful powerful woman which is maybe weird to say but um it was, it was a good yeah really good chat I had with her um managing the start of your design career making making those you know, feelings feel normal uh mm-hmm. making, making the the you know worries and all those things feel normal and everyone goes through them and yeah and it's exactly even, that even as an experienced uh, designer she is she can still say that she had those those issues um so yeah i like that one <laughs> um yeah, paula show was up next oh my paula first Scher. ever podcast yeah. that was terrifying <laughs> yeah what, what a way to jump into the podcasting yeah. world with Paul deep Sherman end is people. what they call it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baptism of fire yeah no it was good though really good really good to chat to her she had a lot mm. of um great advice and stuff but also just general takeaways of like life as a i don't know as paula Sher, i suppose so yeah. yeah that was that was a great chat real, I, I'm, um, I'm glad real that great opportunity mentioned... to get to talk to her I'm glad that she mentioned like taking vacations and going to the cinemas and stuff like that. Yeah. Because that's something that I've avoided since uh, since starting working. I'm, I'm very bad at taking time off. And to yeah. hear someone like Paula Scher say, yeah, I go to and, the movies yeah. or I'll, I'll go on a holiday. the importance of it. Yeah. And, you know, she works at Pentagram four days a week and does other creative things as well. It, it kind of opened my mind to the idea of, oh, I should and can take time off. I'm taking time off this week as of this recording uh so yeah i think that that was an important takeaway for me more so not more so than the her entire career and her dropping acid (laughs) and all that stuff but but there always there always is little things like that isn't there like little takeaways which i think are so important yeah definitely i think just knowing that it's okay to take time off it is okay because i think a lot of young creatives can fall into that I have to be in oh, every definitely. single day, nine to five. Well, not nine to five. Like I have to burn out, otherwise I'm not successful. <laughs> exactly right, and and burnout is a, you know, when you yeah. hit that creative block, it's the worst thing in the world. The worst thing. So taking yeah. that time away refreshes the memory. It's just like how athletes need recovery days. We need time for our minds to heal. Exactly. We'll yeah, it's very true. Athlete. I had a. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. This is the issue with not doing it in person. We talk over each other, but. Yeah, this is um, yeah, we'll get onto the athlete uh, podcast later on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, sorry, Millie, Carol. Yeah, and I was just going to say that one of the takeaways I got from it, which um, really helped me, and actually a friend of mine listened to the podcast and messaged me the same thing, like this is a really great like, nice. takeaway, was the fact that she said how she still gets that feeling of like the imposter syndrome or the, the mm. low self-esteem or the insecurity about her work, even when she's pulled a share and she's been doing yeah. it for 
40 years and she's amazing at what she does, you still have those moments when you question how good you are and whether you can do the right thing and it's do the do the work up to standards. Like it was <laughs> what my friend that she said to me, my Ellie, I'll give her a little shout out. She um she said that it's kind of it's reassuring, but it's also really worrying that that never goes away. <laughs> like yeah. even when you're at Paul Lachaire's level and you've been doing it for all those years, do you really still have to feel like that? <laughs> Does it do you not get over that at some point? But um, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm not sure if it's reassuring or terrifying, but um, it is. I find it reassuring. I think it's good to know yeah. that that's not just something that. I suffer with or just young designers suffer with like it, it's probably something that everybody everybody sort of gets absolutely I, I know that there's interviews with people who've won Nobel Peace Prizes and when they're accepting the, the awards they feel like they've done nothing in their careers but that's mm, yeah it, it, it's interesting to hear about the imposter syndrome good old imposter syndrome yeah <laughs> So yeah, this is this is something we talked about um, in the in DMs down at DMs yeah. um, with Creative Wolf and, and yeah we, we chatted about DMs yeah. um, and See, I don't. I don't think I've ever had an imposter syndrome type type thing. Lucky you. Where I've been, <laughs> right? You got a bit more. I'm trying to open up a conversation. Here. <laughs> um, no, but like, genuinely, I don't think I've ever had it where I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. And that's, I think, just down to a self confidence thing. Is that is that mm. what imposter syndrome comes down to? Where I think it really does. It comes down to lack of confidence. But yeah. I think it is. I've always assumed, obviously, I've not been an experienced designer, so I don't know, but I've always assumed that it's to do with being, (laughs) I mean, I I feel like it's to do with being a young designer and the inexperience and the the lack of confidence that you have just sort of starting out. I don't know whether that will go away one day once I feel like I really know what I'm doing. Um, But yeah, sort of, I said to you guys, I think there's the the inexperience and not having full confidence because you haven't done it enough. And then there's the fact that when you're younger, um, and you haven't got a great client base, you're going to be working with probably more difficult clients, I suppose. And people will come back to you and say they don't like what you proposed or you won't have got the brief properly. And obviously things don't go as smoothly when you're just starting out. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. <laughs> um, so then that can knock your confidence. So I know that this is something that I struggle with a lot is getting the brief right with clients and getting their sort of initial expectations right. And then when they come back and say they don't really like my initial concepts, then I'm then questioning whether I'm actually any good as a designer, but actually it's just inexperience and I need to learn how to deal with criticism and I know how to, I need to know how to um, scope out a brief better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think it it comes from that. I think lack of confidence, lack of experience. In a a weird way, I quite enjoy those moments as sadistic as that sounds, because (laughs) I, I, I know that like, I think in the third year of uni and over the last year of working uh, at sun it's one of those things where I've, I've acknowledged that i'm in a valley and i'm excited because i know that i'm gonna try yeah, my to up. get myself mm-hmm. up, out of it yeah so i think that i think speaking to my teacher at uni changed my mentality of like instead of just feeling a bit down about it going all right well something's good is gonna come of this because i feel yeah. a bit shitty now and i'm gonna hit that moment where i'm i start climbing back up yeah. Just to clarify. I want to say that you don't work at the Sun. You work at Sun. No, Branding, I don't work at the Sun. I would hate to work at the Sun. Yeah, I agree. I work Anybody at, would. Yeah. I work at Sun Branding. Sun is short for Studio Up North because we are a uh, studio up north. I will clarify. Actually, could not, uh, not not clarify. Dispute that that anyone would hate to work at the Sun because I interviewed um, 
<laughs> I interviewed uh, the, the sports photographer at the Sun, and he loves his job. Um, and he's, really? he's a great guy, Danny. Uh, I mean, uh, Danny. Why is everyone called Danny in my head? Everyone, um, <laughs> Danny Phantom. Uh, it's gone out of my head it's gone out of my head the name's gone son photographer guy who's not called Danny but he thought he was called Danny Danny yeah Yeah. I suppose if you're a photographer though and you love photography then you're not writing all the shitty articles are you just uh, (laughs) some nice pictures so exactly (laughs) there's any words (laughs) exactly let me uh, uh, flipping out it's on the tip of my tongue keep talking while I get his name yeah okay so the I sun. Was the time. <laughs> so yeah, so the sun. Terrible. So yeah, you work for sun. Not branding. where I work. Yes, yeah, work yeah. for sun branding. S U N, is in studio up north. I'm just going to keep reiterating. It's studio <laughs> up north. Yeah. Studio up it's north. Nice. Literal. Love it. Yeah. So have you? Do you think that you suffered from imposter syndrome? Me personally. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I think to an ex- I don't know if I would classify it as imposter syndrome, kind of what. Yeah, Mark I think it's said, a funny thing to label, isn't it? But yeah, have you felt I, that I way? I always, I've always had that confidence. Dickie Pelham. I sorry, can... <laughs> that was nothing like Danny. I know, I know. I'm so sorry, uh, Dickie. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a great photographer. Like, generally, I had a really good conversation with him, and yeah, he's such a good guy. Um, I met him once yeah. as well, but um, and uh, that's that's a relationship based on. Um, this is really uh, Dave Clayton uh, introduced me to him. That's how bad mm-hmm. I am tonight that I've forgotten Dave Clayton's name. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, for he's inter- going to be interrupting. <laughs> yeah, I, he, he should be. Um, yeah, sorry for interrupting. Oh, sorry, okay. I forgot what the question was. Now, my bad. Do you think no, you've suffered with imposter syndrome or like oh, right, feeling yeah. that sort of way, even if you don't label um, it like that? Yeah. I mean, probably to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I said probably. Yeah, I have. But, um, I think I've, yeah, I've imposter syndrome is just a fancy way of saying that you felt like felt yeah, insecure about your work or I'm felt like, uncomfortable, yeah, or yeah, unconfident, I, yeah. It's it's fun to look at like for a logo, for example, that you know is in the development stage, and you kind of mm-hmm. look at it and go, "This isn't it," but that's because you've not finished yet. And it's, it's yeah, yeah. I, I had I've had moments where, you know, like when when you see all your work in a case study, then you go, "Oh yeah, this is really nice." But when you yeah. see it on, when you stare at it in, on Illustrator, sometimes you're like, "Am I am I doing the right thing?" And yeah. then you have to step away from Illustrator and come back to it to be like, "Oh no, I know what to do now." And the problem so, is, you're, the reason why you're normally staring at it is because you know deep in your uh, head that you that it's not right, like it needs yeah. changing. And, and you're Usually, if if you're in that like flow state and it's going great, then you yeah. won't even stop to think about it because it is great. But then, yeah, it's, I find that when I do have those moments, it is because. I do need to go back and reevaluate what I've done, and I, yeah, and then I get that with the um, the theory side of it a little bit, where it's like oh, I haven't quite nailed this theory, but it's like I'm not finished with the theory yet, so yeah, sleep on it, and then something will come the next day. I like going for drives now. If I start feeling like that, I'll just go That's for a, a drive, idea. and I, I probably look like a maniac. I just start talking to myself <laughs> about about the branding and the project itself. And then I'll I'll say something that kind of sparks something. It's just, I think um, I talk about this a lot with with my boss. The importance of being idle kind of helps that mentality. Yeah. Where you've taken Good all this research. Well. <laughs> I haven't heard the song. It's the uh, Oasis song. You must have heard that song. I mean, being from Manchester, that's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's your homework after this podcast. And watch Fight Club. And watch Fight Club. Yeah. I mean, you guys need to watch Parasite as well. <coughs> I do need to watch Parasite. That's on my list. 
Where is where is it even streaming? Where can I find it? Oh, you probably have to rent it from Apple yeah. Music or something. Not Apple Music. <gasps> App Store. Mm. iTunes. Um, yeah, when I start feeling a bit shitty about where I'm currently sat, I just... I Because you've got all this research in your mind, but if you jump from the research to start typing out strategy, you've not really allowed yourself to process it. So yeah. that's why I start going for a drive or going for a walk and just talking to myself like a maniac and uh, something will come of that, I think. And that gets me out of that valley. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's important to take time to to think things through, yeah. which is, I think is one of my flaws, definitely. I'm so bad for like rushing through things and thinking that I can just get yeah, from like, it's, it's easy to start do, to I, end. We always want to just jump into the design <laughs> yeah. stage because that's the most fun stage. But yeah. sometimes you need to sit and be patient. And I think that's something that I've learned over the last, year and a bit and i'm still learning to manage properly but i i think i'm going in the right direction for sure to avoid that kind of imposter syndrome as best as i can it's not necessarily possible to avoid yeah yeah uh, it makes sense if the research is there and you've got an idea behind it um you're less likely to think the client won't like it yeah if you can justify your work yeah you can it's easier to be more confident about it yeah I, i just write down rationale for everything before i start designing because if you've got all the answers every you know if a client asks you well why have you done it like this and you say well i've done it like ah, this because, because of that they'll yeah. go ah i see and that's yeah. that's an exciting moment always exactly yeah that's a yeah. good point that's the only sort of time i felt uneasy or not unsure about my work i guess is when i'm halfway through it and thinking i'm a client may not like that idea and i'll switch ideas mm-hmm. but i don't sound, i don't i really don't want this to sound big headed or anything but i don't think i felt bad about my work just because i don't like it right. have you ever had a bad sort of experience with a client like a bad bad experience yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. Like, yeah 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 perhaps yeah. you're just better at taking criticism than me i think that's my problem i'm not very good at taking criticism or like i i take things very personally so i think that sort of I, bad experience i've allowed them to knock my confidence mm-hmm. when i shouldn't have i should have just learned from it and moved on well, i think that's what causes mine we might, have, we might have had the same experiences about, mm. but but it's I think it's yeah the way you label it, it can always be unhealthy as well sometimes um, so yeah I've had a, a experience and I'll share it now like when I had a, almost like a dream job it was um, branding a, a sports um, uh, uh, what was it called like a, almost like an agent's um, yeah like a sports agent company I guess and that was great it was really recommended by a friend as well so I didn't want to let him down and um, made a massive tits up about it I, I didn't get any <laughs> any uh, proper ideas behind it or didn't really um come up with what they're looking for and uh and yeah it made a mess of it and in the end they just said oh, i don't think you're the right fit and i was like oh shit that's 700 pound lost as well and like <laughs> um yeah. that's and that, at the time that was a couple of years ago so i was like that was loads of money um yeah so yeah so you know it's, it's, it definitely happens and definitely have these times where i feel unsure about yourself afterwards but i think i think it's how you move on from it i think that's yeah definitely yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think own... it's it's good to sort of, I think, yeah, I think I, where I take things quite personally, I'll, I'll look back on it and be like, oh, that was all my fault. Like, I didn't do this, yeah. I didn't do that, and I'm a rubbish designer or whatever. Whereas sometimes you can, if you can look back on it and be constructive, I think that's probably the better way to go. Something that I'm trying to learn now. Yeah. And, I think uh, our, our teachers at uni, or at least my teacher at uni used to do that a lot because we would, every week would go up to her and say, this is what we're doing. And she'd be like, no <laughs> and then just well not not know it with no constructive feedback but she'd be constructive and 
um i think it taught us how to take criticism a bit better yeah um, which i think is something that you talked with gail about mm. so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that podcast as well later we talked I about it taking my glasses. recently as well um, yeah we what? talked about it on a podcast that hasn't been released yet with maybe, danny yeah. with danny yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, so right, he's yeah, actually called Danny, yeah. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I think through that, I learned how to take criticism a bit better. So now, you know, if I show something to Jamie and he's like, okay, well, this needs tweaking and that needs tweaking, I don't take it as a knock on me. I just yeah. take it as like, oh, okay, this is something that I can learn from and, and move on. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm, I'm working on currently. I think that'll definitely help. I think that's a good point as well about what you said about labeling it. Because I don't, I don't necessarily th- see. I think it's a bad thing to label it as imposter syndrome because it just becomes like a general term that people can relate over. If you know what I mean, like if you say imposter syndrome, yeah. most designers will go, "Oh yeah, I felt that." Whereas, yeah, it's just a. But then also labeling it, I don't know. I see what you mean. Sort of makes it into makes it sound like some big thing when it's not. Yeah. It's just it's the, just lack most, of confidence. Whatever it is that you decide to label, it, I think the most important thing is to acknowledge it. And then that way you can learn how yeah. to face it head on. Exactly. Yeah, nice. rather than just yeah ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I like that. That's a good way to end like that segment. Like, mm-hmm. make sure that you ta- you you take good things away from it and use it as constructive feedback, mm-hmm. and learn how to improve from it. And know that everybody gets it too, even Paul Exactly. There you so go. You're not alone. <laughs> but like the way the way that I, I think most people think of it is like it's this big big thing like big gray cloud hanging over you is that the way like i'm thinking of it no no i think that's just you i don't <laughs> think of it like that <laughs> being a knobhead again here we go <laughs> oh boy no don't be um, silly no but like yeah i don't know i i said to you mark that it was something that somebody came into my uni and did a talk about it and how she suffered with imposter syndrome. She was like a established web designer who had done our course and uh, gone on to start her own design agency. And she came in and said, I suffer with this. And everybody in the room went, oh yeah, no, we know how that feels. Obviously being design students or tech students or whatever we were, um, everybody had felt that way. Everybody had wondered if they were good at what they what they did or whether they just were just doing it because they loved it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I've never, I've just seen it as uh, something that's kind of normal. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, I've never really seen it as like a, a dark cloud. It's just something, it's just a feeling. It's like creative block. It's just right, another right. thing like I think, that. I think it's having just, a good support system also helps that. Yeah. You know, yeah, having yeah. people around you that, yeah. Well, not, not necessarily yes men, right? But like mm. people who will snap you out of it, so to speak. Yeah. That's really yeah, important. Yeah. Uh, like, like me, my best friend I've known since high school. So, and I just I just start ranting at him, and eventually, <laughs> once I've got it off my chest, I'm like, oh, I'm better now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel. And now that I've acknowledged it, I can I can figure out how to. Yeah, I think it's it. it's with like with a lot of things, like as I said, like imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, and creative block, and all these sorts of things that designers struggle with. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. just in your head, and you need yeah. to get it. You need to just sort of verbalize it and rationalize it, and then you can get your head around it. That's why people go yes. to therapy. Yeah. It's better yeah. to get it out in the open and talk about it instead of, you know, clamping it in. That's not healthy for you. Um, well, this is it. Yeah. This, is, this is. I think this is my issue with it. I don't like the name syndrome. I think that just sounds just yeah, sounds really I know what terrible. You mean. It's like it sounds like something yeah. that you know follows you around forever and doesn't. Which I guess it does, but I mean, it's not. It's I not as serious as that. It, that way. it doesn't feel to me as serious as a syndrome that people should no, be labeling yeah, it's as, just a, as a real it's issue. It's like an ironic nickname. 
as far mm. as I see it. And maybe there's people listening to this podcast know. and thinking, no, you're completely wrong. In that case, maybe. we would love to have you on the podcast and chat about it and chat your, your experiences because um, we're all about that. But um, mm. yeah. So yeah, if you are listening and you're thinking, Mark, you're in our bed, please let me know. Uh, <laughs> or any of us. Flurry I could of be messages. Wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope we don't. So, <laughs> just <think>. Everybody <laughs> moaning <laughs> So that is the Paula Share podcast with a long time. There's no such thing as bad publicity, as they say. Definitely is. I always go back to like Jimmy Savile. Like there definitely is a bad publicity. Definitely a bad publicity. If people are public publicising that you're a paedophile, and like that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Michael Jackson. You know. Anyway. So, someone else who's got very strong views on imposter syndrome and sees it a completely different way. Uh, yeah. And our next podcast guest was Dave Clayton. Yeah. Uh, good segue. Um, yeah, he sees it basically as uh, people trying to be something they're not, which is another cool way to look at it. Yeah. See, I've never looked at it that way. When I heard him talk about it like that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. He's, he says, like, you know, plumbers and, and electricians, they don't. They don't think, oh, I'm probably not very good. Or I'm not really good. At, I'm not good enough to do this job. Uh, I'm not good enough to, to do this plumbing for you, because they know yeah. their job. They know their tools. They know what they're capable of. But mm-hmm. um, and and uh, he says the people that are trying to fake it till they make it, they're the real imposters. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. A really interesting way of looking at it. That is definitely interesting. I don't know the way that I see that. I don't know. I might be completely wrong. I think I'm just yeah. Perhaps let's talk about it. Don't know. Um, the way that I see it is that somebody who's a plumber. I don't know, you might be really passionate about it, but I'm just going to say, probably not passionate about fixing pipes. Like, it's not like a like a life... It's probably like, similar to design, thing, I think. I think there's people to... that are passionate about it and some people that can do it. Yeah, and carry on doing I, don't, it. I just feel like a lot of people who are in the design industry are in it because... That's who we're talking to. There's a lot of people that aren't yeah, interested in Yeah, I suppose so. It. But then perhaps it's only the people that we're talking to who get imposter syndrome. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Perhaps I'm t- talking out my ass, I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like perhaps people who are really passionate about what they do get more this is probably more my personal experience because I'm so passionate about what I do I take take everything so personally and I overthink it all whereas if I was just like like I never questioned if I was any good at pulling pints when I worked at the pub because I was just there to earn money whereas design because I love it I am constantly questioning whether I'm just doing it because I love it or because I'm genuinely good at it Mm. (laughs) I mean there's always that sort of battle in my head of am I am I just doing this because it's what I want to be doing or am I actually good enough to be doing it you know what I mean yeah I do I try to relate it back yeah. in my head to when I'm doing the boxing like, I know I've got I know I've got issues and I'm not as good as I could be whilst doing it but I'm not thinking I'm not there thinking oh I'm an imposter I, I don't shouldn't be doing this I'm thinking like well I'm there to improve I'm there to learn yeah that's what I think yeah, at the start exactly. of our careers we're exactly like that we should be thinking okay maybe I'm not as good as it could be it's not imposter syndrome. It's just I'm not where well, I could be yet. Yeah, exactly. That's that how I feel about it. it. Yeah, it's just as I say, it's that creative block. Sometimes you get in your own head about it when really it's just all part of the process. Yeah. All part of the process. Yeah. Everything's work in progress. Um, sure so Dave Clayton's podcast was a really good one about networking. Uh, a very mm, long one really as well. Uh, one hour forty one minutes. Um, mm. But yeah, seriously good stuff about um, building connections in the industry. Uh, imposter syndrome and um, networking and all that sort of stuff. Manners, Dave's a great guy. Lots about manners. Manners as well. A genuinely yeah. nice person. Mm. <laughs> genuine. Being genuine is something yeah. that we all try to do here on the podcast. 
Yeah. Um, uh, you could, did you use that one? Sorry if you didn't. I, I, I haven't caught up with it yet, I'll be honest. <laughs> cool. It's a good no one, would recommend it. I feel like this is to... one, even though I wasn't on it, I feel like I can talk about it a lot because I did the show notes. <laughs> so ah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Revised. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that was a, it was a really good one. And yeah, mainly the, the real takeaways I got from it was the building relationship with people, building relationships with people because you genuinely want to be friends with them, yeah. not because you want to get something out of it. 100%. Yeah. And sometimes you can go into the go into a relationship with someone with the mentality that you might get something out of it, but that shouldn't be the main reason why you are, mm. if that makes sense. Like you can always be thinking, oh, it's great. I'm going to make friends with it. Like I'm, I'm speaking to this person. One day that might help me, but you shouldn't go into it being like, I want to be friends with them so that they will help me. And with that expectation, you should never expect things like that from people um, yeah. was what I took from the podcast. That, yeah, you shouldn't feel entitled to for them to give you connections or free stuff or advice or whatever. Um, yeah. It's all Absolutely. about being, yeah. making Entitle- Entitlement can be quite a dangerous thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you, by the way. I think it's, you're right, especially you see this in younger generation as well, right? Where, oh, where God, you, yeah. you know, I'll go back to my sister's sort of age group. Um, <laughs> it's literally only a couple of years younger than us, but it's, it's so different. It's so I notice it so much more in that in that generation than I do maybe in our own generation where we're like yeah I don't know they just just it feels like they want everything now and I know we do as well but they almost mm. expect it where I think we're the age group yeah. we really sort of we know that we have to work for it maybe it's the yeah. people I'm around again I, maybe it's I, that no sort of I really thing. agree with that my sister I think is the same age as your sister um, and I know she doesn't listen to this podcast so it's fine so I can say it <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, there is, considering there's such a small age difference, I think it's where there was that such like quick evolution in social media. I know we always blame social media for everything, but I do genuinely think it's the devil. Um, Yeah, and it's the instant gratification of thinking that when you want something, you can just get it. I was, I grew up sort of thinking, I don't know, perhaps it's because we're oldest children as well. Mm, (laughs) Perhaps perhaps that's the reason. Are you not? Middle child. Middle child syndrome. (laughs) <laughs> not yeah, the syndrome that we can label <laughs> well i mean my my sister's seven and a half years younger than me oh, and, right. you know she's one of the brightest and smartest people that i i know i'm not oh, really? bigging it up but bigger enough because she's my sister but like i i i say it all the time i think she's going to be the smartest one or the most successful one out of all three of us because i think she is one like she's one of the hardest working people in the room always Wow. That's amazing, and uh, that and that's really refreshing to see. Yeah, that my my sister's like that. I don't I don't know about everyone else or that age group in particular, but yeah, I know I know that my sister's quite. Does that mean our sisters put, are slacking? That we? I don't know. That's, that's not on me. I'm not <laughs> making that. I'm not making. I bet you this will be the that. first episode she listens to. Okay, I'll be like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> I can't believe you said all those things. Uh, being my sister, my sister was listening to my solo podcast the other day. I didn't know that she was listening to it, and she walked in because these are my sister's Air- AirPods, and she, I, I don't own my own. I just buy, buy them for other people, and um, and she was like. Oh, so you dropped my AirPods and didn't tell me because like halfway through the podcast, <laughs> I stumbled them out of my earphone. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was your takeaway from that podcast. Is that yeah, that whole that's podcast what you got about from that. a really good conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, my, my sister's not a, 
She's a creative person, but she, I, I don't think she's going into a creative field. She wants to do dentistry or maybe psychology or something like that. Mm. And uh, she's going to earn more money than me and be more successful. And it's going to be quite a proud thing to see, I think. I will, I will say, yeah, I'm, I don't want to slag my sister off too much because she is doing fantastically <laughs> with... Um, no, she is she's doing fantastic with her own photography business and things as well. But um, I just I just see it. I just do see that sort of trait in it as well, the impatience even more than yeah. in our generation. Um, but yeah, if, if you could, if you say that's different, that's that's fantastic. Um, it, might, it might just depend on yeah. environment, parenting and stuff, environment. People. Yeah, and you yeah. get outliers to everything, don't you? So yeah, I suppose we can't really judge off of our two sisters being similar. Well, um, we're quite a com- not competitive. Well, yeah, we're a competitive family. <laughs> so not that right. we're always trying to one up each other, but we're always trying to you know do the best that we can. Because sure. um, that was a kind of, at least for me growing up, that was the way I got better at things, is that my yeah. mum would come home and go, well, your cousin's getting this grade and you're getting <laughs> this grade. And I go, all right, well, then I'll just get a better grade next time. And that's yeah. how I learned. It doesn't work for everybody. That's not a I think that's how I learned as well, Com- like comparisons. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a great thing, because it can be quite no, um, it's, damaging. It's... But <laughs> I think it, yeah, yeah, it's healthy yeah. sometimes to have competition. It's how, you know, if you can take that kind of if you're a competitive person then maybe that kind of thing will work if you're not then yeah i wouldn't recommend coming home yeah. and saying your cousin's <laughs> doing better than you but, for them to just cry yeah <laughs> yeah exactly because you know it, it could end badly so yeah no, yeah absolutely the entitlement thing though yeah going back to that is definitely definitely an issue and could be an issue for the next not next generation because obviously we're part of it but like the next load of designers that start to come out of uni like if we're starting to say that people, I don't know, we might be entitled and we just think we're not. Um, but no, I don't think we are. I don't think we are to an extent. But I just see it even but more in the yeah. younger people. Or maybe it's just because they're younger than us and we were like that three years ago. Maybe. Don't know. Well, we, me and you, we, sure. we have said, we said that Sorry. about, you know, we want this now. We said stuff like that. We, you know, we want to be publisher now. And that's entitlement. That's like, mm. that's yeah. like well, why, you're so. obviously not going to have it now. Why do you think you're going to? Yeah, yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, I suppose so. I haven't really thought about it that way. I'm always so desperate to, to be on the next step. So not, um, not necessarily to be at like Paula Scher's level in in terms of money or where she's living or anything like that. Just talent-wise. Talent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, That's yeah. always yeah. my yeah. mentality. Is like I think But you've got to earn talent, better. I think, as well. Like it's, yeah, exactly. You've got that to work for it. At least, that yeah. comes from hard work. Exactly. Uh, I, I keep and that in mind. That's and... why I read so many books and watch so many tutorials. I'm trying to be on top of my game as often as I can be. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly you're always working if you're working for it then you deserve it and you deserve to yeah. want like be hungry for the next step you can't be you can't be sat there being like why am i not that talented and not practicing oh, no, and not I've learning never, i've and never not... sat there going exactly then i think I've, that's I've, yeah I've that's the better sat, like, type of entitlement then. <laughs> like <laughs> you've talked fun. about mark i think you've talked about being on social media and i've never looked at other people's accounts and being like oh i want to do what they're doing or I want to be as good as them. I just want to be the best version of me. I use Paula Scher because to me, Paula Scher is like the best designer in the world. And, you know, to me, that's something to strive for. And it's like, yeah. it's one of those things of having those goals. I want to be where Paula Scher is at because she worked harder to than anyone there. else to get mm-hmm. to, the, to the point. So for me to get to that point, I have to work as hard as she does, if not harder, if I want to, mm-hmm. not that I want to surpass her, you know, she's Paula Scher, <laughs> but... But I, I want to put in that work. But there's only 24 hours in the day. So <laughs> yeah. you exactly. need to, know when to put, put the book down for a bit as well. That's also true. You said that, how uh, important 
the self-care aspect is too mm-hmm. which again because... another thing you took from Paul the chair so important yeah like uh i think last year at university i think i only missed one day at university and then last year i didn't take many i think i took one day off my bo- i think at that point my boss was like please take days off because you're gonna burn out and this year i've come in with the mentality of like i've got days to take off i'm i'm gonna take them off because that's important for my for the long road yeah and and to structure myself where if i take two days off a month or one day off a month i've got that time to recover and and then i can go back to you know facing it in a book or whatever it may be yes it's important to take time off definitely um, yeah it's something i need to do more as well i think i'm um, getting there There's, the whole the last couple of weeks have been weird it's been a real realization i've, I've made quite a few of these little jumps and, and realizations which has been nice um but anyway, I, I want to pause the podcast here for a second to promote the new merch with you at all, because uh, this is going to come out after, and we didn't do it at the start, and I've been wearing it all my all podcast. So uh, yeah, crazy awful merchandise with uh, partnership collaboration with Geo Law that we did. Uh, these awesome t-shirts. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them. Uh, if you're probably seen them on Instagram and Twitter anyway. But uh, yeah, well worth checking out. Really cool merchandise with Geo Law. Available now. Creativewaffle.club/shop. Um, Creativewaffle.club/shop. There you go. Or uh, on, on Instagram, <laughs> you'll find it by that. So, yeah, please you do can check search, it out. search for us on Redbubble as well, can't they? Yep, on Redbubble yep. as well. Yeah, you can yeah, yep. search for us on that. Good good shout. Um, but, yeah, another way to support the show. Fantastic. Uh, really good way to support the show and get something back in return. Um, yeah. Other ways you can put, support the show because we need it is uh, by uh, um, well, giving us money or, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> just mail it to me. Yeah, yeah just post yeah. us like, money. But, um, or. Uh, a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, also very much re- appreciated. Yeah, that is the uh, break over. Right, next, uh, next podcast on the list: Seven Ps. Uh, our, our chat we had about uh, our philosophy, the creative yeah. philosophy, um, which is also coming will, will be out by now. This podcast you would have seen on Instagram the uh, the Seven P characters that GeoLaw has also created for us alongside the merchandise which is available now at creativewolf.club slash shop. Um, yeah, so really cool, really cool stuff there as well. We've got a real nailed-down philosophy. Have, have any of you two thought about it since that podcast? Do you have any of you uh, take Yeah, I did actually. Practices? There were some bits I wanted to change, but I was like, well, it's been gone now. <laughs> Perhaps we'll have to do a reflection episode in like a year's time. Change it all, yeah. Yeah, um, let me think about it for a second because it was definitely something you two talk. Um, this is the thing that we definitely can take because we listed like 10 in those in that podcast and it yeah. doesn't have to be giving a p but the whole idea of the podcast mm. was create a philosophy and try and stick by it create an idea of, of direction that's what i've done that's what we did with the podcast of mm-hmm. seven p's but especially when i came to you guys and said look i've got five p's that i really stick by here and we added to them and we and we, you know, we changed a few of them and swapped some we had like 14 but, at one point didn't we yeah exactly <laughs> so but the whole the whole podcast which maybe we didn't get the messaging across like 100 <laughs> but was really good to to get a direction in your in your career and have a goal and, and create a few things to stick by and think of in every scenario um because like like i said in the podcast the patience is is something that i've worked on and uh, perspective and um yeah yeah that's what i was going to say the perspective thing for me and mm. also the portfolio i've realized how bad my portfolio yeah. is and how, how how much of a well uh i don't know if it's bad yeah it's just not it's not it's not bad like there's definitely worse portfolios but in terms of what i'm trying to achieve with it i need some case studies is what i'm trying to say that's great (laughs) so watch the space 
This, that was another part of that podcast is you know, yeah. if you've got all of these things in place, if you've got the perspective, if you've got the the portfolio, if you've got the patience, you're going to do all right in life. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I, I so it was good yeah. to reflect though and look back and see because yeah. yeah, talking about it at the time, I think I definitely thought I was in a I don't know perhaps I'm having a low point, but, but I think I thought then that I was in a great position going forwards. Um, Whereas now when I look back, I'm like, no, I think I thought that my process That's back then was better than it was. Because even within, how long ago did we film that podcast? Maybe like three, three weeks. weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my process has changed again That's since great. then, like a lot. And back then I was like, my process is like so refined. It's not like I'm ready to go. Like it's great. And I'm yeah, it's just agenda. constantly evolving, which is um, a good thing. I think. That is great. That's a great. Yeah. Uh, progressing. Yeah, that can progressing. Happen. Yeah. Process. Go. All part of the process. <laughs> no, genuinely, that's that's fantastic to hear that you know that you you making moves and, and keeping going. Moving yeah. Forward. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's good to sort of keep looking back at those seven P's as well. Obviously, that was the intention of the podcast was to sort of make sure that they're always front of mind and making sure that you're always reviewing them and making sure that you're doing what you should be yeah, with those yeah. things. Yeah. So. I think it worked for yeah. me. <laughs> hey, patience is definitely the one, the biggest takeaway for me. And I'm sure it is for you as well, Mark. Where <laughs> I've uh, just kind of gained perspective, which is another P. On, yeah. Perspective is uh, you know, my one. Jump, jumping yeah, in, not one. jumping in, you know, and taking your time with it. I'm, I'm <laughs> only 23. I'm not going to be at my peak yet, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the way there. And as long as I keep reminding myself of that, I'm, I'm going to remain patient for sure. Yeah patience um i like that one i like that podcast a lot yeah it's really good the next one was uh how to get a job at rolling stone gail anderson um there's a lot more than just how to get a job at rolling stone but it was, was, <laughs> that was quite a nice catchy title yeah it was good which, uh, I like it. Guess it didn't, yeah it didn't was... really work <laughs> like, it's not that views. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a really good podcast it. though if you haven't listened to it yet go and do it because it's great mm. Yeah, it was a good chat. I really, I really got on well with Gail. I thought she was lovely and really great advice as well. Really helpful. Mm. Yeah. What was the advice? Put you on the spot. Don't do that to me. <laughs> the thing is that we record so many good. podcasts and they've yeah. all got great advice. And because we record them so often and what I found over the last couple of years is like they all merge into one and like the, the same advice yeah, keeps yeah. cropping up about being, yeah. being a nice person and being yeah. polite to people that was but it does it reinforces out. it in your head and it just the becomes subconsciously work. part of exactly yeah yeah and you two why notice. you should listen to when them you all do... <laughs> you two will notice so when you do when we get to like 500 episodes and uh, and you and you've you know we're taking on the next batch of creative waffle hosts because we know we we've gone through 200 episodes already and we feel <laughs> like you know we need some fresh perspectives <laughs> um you're getting rid of it yeah. already <laughs> he's already planning he's already planning how to mines this is it though we, we will progress and you know our, the podcast will evolve because of that and um it's, it's great to see that these conversations are already having an impact um mm. so yeah uh gail's podcast was great really good yep and then gail mentioned learning how to take criticism as well yeah which is a, a very important thing like we mentioned earlier it's you can't take it as a as a knock on you rather than like Okay, well then, there's some something needs to improve, and I'll I'll go away and do that. Or also, just saying, um, I think she was talking about just saying yes and like learning how to do certain things. Like uh, you were talking about animation and leaning in that direction, 
I remember when I started working at, at Sun Sun Designs, not the Sun. <laughs> uh, and Jamie once he was like, "So do you know how to use After Effects, right?" And I was like, "Yes." And I went home and I went, "I fucking don't." And so I just, <laughs> Time to learn. <laughs> and then I yeah, and I learned, and now I I quite enjoy being on After Effects. Yeah. You know, and that came from just being like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and then learning how to do it. I think there's something quite fun in that um, that path. Yeah. Exactly. I think exactly. that's that's fun though as well, sort of taking it upon yourself to teach yourself different aspects of the industry yeah. well, that you wouldn't that, have known. Then I had to yeah. do it. You yeah. Know, when I when I've said yes to my boss, I kind of you know I have to do it then. Yeah. Well, that's that's how I got into design. I sort of accidentally fell into it because someone said to mm-hmm. me, "Oh, what's your degree?" And I said, "Multimedia technology and design." And I've said this a lot of times. It's a very sort of broad degree with a random name, and we do like a whole load, whole load of stuff. I did not do a single graphic design module, so mm-hmm. somebody said to me, "Oh, design. So can you do me a logo?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I can do you a logo." quickly go home and teach myself how to use Illustrator. And then yeah. now that's what I do. Now I've worked out that I love it. And that's, yeah, I think that sort of message of being able to take it upon yourself to learn new stuff, to get yourself yeah. further into the industry is really important too, because otherwise I, I wouldn't like, be here. <laughs> I like doing that stuff for myself as well occasionally. Yeah. Like when, when I was on furlough and I had nothing to do and I just thought, I want to make a 3D animation. And then I thought, well, I don't know how to make a 3D animation. So I I learned Cinema 4D. Yeah. Not not extremely well. I'm sure I'm not like a savant at Cinema 4D, but now I understand the basics, which is further than I was a few months ago. So now, and that that will benefit my work, my real work where like, you know, yeah. if Jamie, if we need to go in a direction which is 3D, uh, I could pro, I could implement it now. You know, it's fun. I had never, I never released that piece of work that I made. Mm. It was just like a, I think it was just because I missed sports. I made like some floating trophies, essentially that were spinning in different directions. And I just thought, well, this is very self indulgent, so I'm not going to release it on anything. But may- maybe I will. That's great. Yeah, you should though. do. Show it's great that like... you can create work though for then that's not just for Instagram. <laughs> I know you keep taking that to heart when I say that. No, I don't take it to heart. <laughs> I do agree with you. I'm just I'm just a Instagram addict, that's all. <laughs> I think it works yeah. amazingly. Really. But oh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's important to equip work for yourself. Yeah, no, if I think you decide yeah, I to share it or not, that's great. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean when you're doing a hundred days of design challenge, you have to share everything you do. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I've gone for the same same thing in the past. Um, yeah. I, have, I do create work that I don't post as well, just saying. Just I'm not necessarily proud of it, that's why I don't post it. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it we all defeats share stuff the object, yeah. But, um, G- but Gail yeah. also talked about uh, taking influence from outside of design as well, which is yeah, something that yeah, I, I was going to say. Oh, yes. Was, that was such a good point. I was thinking about that a lot over, over furlough, and I started a little side project, but now that we're back at work, I haven't had time to complete. So I don't want to go into too much detail because it's something I want to release. Cool. But it, it, it was about the whole idea of taking influence outside of, from outside of design that yeah. will benefit your inside of design. Mm-hmm. And ironically, yeah. to, to make the branding for that, I had to look very deep into design. So I, but I looked into what Gail was saying, the history of design and how to not improve on it, but like edit it. And, you know, I took very old, like old timey typeface and layering and the way that they used to 
do editorial work and kind of yeah. manipulated that to a I'm intrigued. I want to see it now. I'll uh, I'll send you a word the the word mark that I have yeah. later, but Secret, I'll I'll send you some stuff over. Say. I wanna I don't want to say too much because I'm actually yeah, quite excited enough. for it. Cool. Looking forward to seeing it. I think this yeah. is the best thing about the podcast as well. Like everyone listening has a different perspective of the conversation, and yeah. um and people take different parts of the conversation away. Like for me, the main takeaway from that podcast was the being polite to people and the respect and the, the manners. For you, yeah. it was it, it was that. So, yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good to, to see people taking different things away. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So the next podcast was the one and only Yacoub Mir, um, who now I figured out how to say his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the funniest thing is that I just didn't correct you for a while. I never... I, <laughs> I never correct anyone on it. I'm so used to hearing it wrong that I don't, I don't correct anybody anymore. Yeah, people say that, don't they, when they have a name that's, yeah, mm-hmm. pronounced differently than you'd expect. I, I know so many people like that who just don't correct because it's more effort to try and correct the person than it is to just yeah. go along. I mean, with it. in my in yeah. primary school, my my name was spelt with a J in the um, register. Really, <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, and I thought so it's it was... just like Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty. I mean, my name in English translates to Jacob from Arabic. Yeah. So I, I assume they just merged the two together and thought yeah. he can be Jacob. Fair <laughs> enough. So I was Strange. used to it from an early age. Yeah. Jacob. Oh, how annoying. Um, take yeah, your people, name. People get it in my surname as well. They say Hirons all the time. Yeah, I, I did so. always used to pronounce your name as Hirons. I can't lie. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how careful one on so for people listening who obviously don't know because I haven't said anything about it we've got another Mark Hyrens coming on the podcast and I can't <laughs> wait to ask him how he pronounces his name how he pronounces it, it yeah. um, which we is really weird that, as well. yeah we do it, do it I found Millie Powell who's an illustrator you need to do it we, I think cool. we should all do it we should all get him on the same podcast at the same time maybe It'll they should create so their own confusing. podcast get them to create their own podcast like a rival podcast yeah I mean oh, yeah. the only YouTube mirror that I'm aware of is a, is a high school basketball player in America so I they think he would like sports mentality. Sports mentality. Start learning design. And he he can teach me how to shoot. I'll shoot to tell him how to do a logo. <laughs> teach him how to dribble on dribble. Right there you go. I like that. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, we we, we definitely um, bring in and Mark Hirons onto the podcast, who is an interior designer. I'm really really excited about this podcast. Um, from maybe from an ego point confusing. of view. I'm always uh, intrigued by interior design. I have a friend yeah, me who. Too. who uh, she did like photography at uni, but now is inspired to do like interior design. I thought, knowing that friend, I think that's perfect for her, mm. and uh, it, it's interesting to see where she goes with that. But I'm always, I've always been intrigued by interior design because it's, yeah. in my mind, not really that much like graphic design. I mean, layout wise, you can, mm-hmm. you can lay stuff out, but it, yeah, it's more different. Of, there's more of think... a walkthrough feel to it. Yeah, I think yeah. there's definitely an element of like creative people who do design would probably mm. be better at designing a interior. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, sort yeah, of, it's, it's a creative feel for sure. Yeah, on yeah. the same sort of wavelength <laughs> type, yeah. but not well, we're, very different. We're moving. we're moving house soon and we've just got a big empty space and me and my mum are fighting about how the layout's going to look. Yeah, My mum's creative, but not in a creative field and I'm a graphic designer. So I just keep saying, this is the way it should look and... She keeps saying no. <laughs> we'll figure. We'll figure out eventually. She'll, yeah. she'll get her way. She's she's a mum. Mum, the kerning's off. <laughs> yeah, mum. You need to move it. Over. There's not enough white space. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I did say that to her. I was like, can we make it open plan? And she was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Gonna get some Paul Rand pictures up there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's gonna be an interesting one. Um, yeah, architecture and interior design again. Yeah, same same here. It's always intrigued me, like mm, something same. creative but very physical at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, the next podcast we recorded and released, uh, probably not in that order, we released was um, "Diversity of Thought" by the Black Originals, which was a good one. Um, yeah, love that one. Which um, I found out recently that they're, uh, uh, yeah, she's not part. I don't know. They're not together anymore. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what happened there. Mm. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. The Black Originals are still going as a foundation, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Miller for Free is not in it anymore. Who uh, Kelsey um, is not in it anymore. Yeah. So uh, yeah. fair enough. People have different directions and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she's very busy, obviously working with MLB and stuff. But um, yeah. she'll continue to do great things. Exactly. You know. Exactly, and that's the main thing. So yeah, uh, that podcast was was a really good conversation again. Again, another one that opened my eyes up. Another one that every time we have this conversa- these sort of conversations around diversity, it really hits home um, and it makes me think. So really appreciated you being on that, Yakub, as well, um, having that conversation. Yeah, I think it was important for me to be on that one as well. Just just listening, and that was like my first time co-hosting. I don't know what I said like it is my first time co-hosting and I just felt important to listen. I, I didn't really want to input too much. I wanted to hear the the things that they had to say, yeah. you know, and then and then reflect on it and act on it as opposed to just. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that one particularly like uh, I didn't want to step on any toes. I wanted to hear the full yeah. The full things that Listen, needed to be yeah. said. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's some good bits about sports as well, and they obviously they're both mm-hmm. working in sports in tree, but in America, so it's nice Cowboys to hear the perspectives. <laughs> so it's nice bit, to hear that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear that perspective as well. Um, obviously, something uh, that you know, we both want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, anything else on that one? Because that was, it was a good, another good one. They're all good conversations. I really don't think we have a bad conversation yeah. on the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope not. <laughs> yeah no they're also different so that's what makes them great because mm-hmm. if we're having the same conversation every week it'd probably get a bit boring but um yeah there's like such a range of stuff covered in each episode and such a like for different audiences as well which is obviously why we're trying to do this recap so that if people have missed ones because they've been like oh that one's about sport and i don't listen to sport but then there's other stuff yeah. in there that's not just sport yeah, related exactly. like I, I listened to the black originals podcast and it was quite there was a lot about sport but then I found it really interesting to listen to the diversity of thought part, which, and obviously I know that podcast, that's a bad example because that was what the podcast was meant to be about. But um, yeah, there's always stuff that you can take from a podcast, like from, from an episode. There's always like these little tidbits of information, which is so useful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and even uh, the podcast before with you, we, we did a whole podcast on how to take traits from one industry and bring them into another. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So it, it, even if we are talking about design, uh, talking about sports in the, in the podcast, the audience can also take stuff from that and put it into design like we yeah. did. But um, so we all, and it's, it's important to talk about those, like these, the social issues and uh, for, so for people to understand like why people are kneeling, for example. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think those are important discussions that need to be continued always. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah, so the next podcast was with Mike Jander, uh, the one and only, which is this week as of recording. 
Um, incredible podcast. I've already got amazing feedback on it. Pricing genius. Um, and we are going to give one one of his book, books away as well. Uh, so check out the Critical for Newsletter for that. And uh, I know that's been a bit sparse, so I'm sorry for everyone that's... Uh, <laughs> the Critical for Newsletter has been a bit on and off. But it's, when it does go out, you get good value. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I um, agree. <laughs> and, Can't do uh, everything, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a good podcast. Um, anything else to say on that one? That was a great podcast. I found that one so useful. Uh, pricing is such a big struggle for me personally. Um, obviously, I've talked about my confidence issues, so a lot of that comes back to um, pricing. And obviously, if I'm worried about how good I am as a designer, I'm obviously going to be worried about how much I'm charging because I don't want to be like overvaluing my work because I don't want people to think that I'm asking for too much but I also don't want to be undervaluing my work and setting myself short and making my life more difficult so um yeah that really opened my eyes uh speaking to Mike he's a really nice guy I got on really well with him and I thought he was really yeah really good to chat to on the podcast as well um yeah and the podcast itself was so open and so honest like me and Mark said about this how we've if you haven't listened to it yet um we both go into real detail about how much we charge and be very open and honest about that so um yeah it's yeah it was much more um gives it more context obviously because (laughs) we actually say how much we charge and whether that's the right amount or not enough which yeah it was not enough um (laughs) so yeah it was good definitely good to reflect on that um and go forward with actually actionable advice on how to work out how much you should be charging, which is the key thing to know where to go next, which I've been implementing that advice since the conversation with Mike and it works. So I would highly recommend that you listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and if uh, an industry professional of 15 years, Mr. Dave will can message us and say, uh, this is the, the, the best conversation I've heard around pricing ever and yeah. say that around a podcast and he's been in the industry 15 years. You know, you, I think that's a good enough reason to check it out. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're wondering about pricing at all, any any issues at all with pricing, um, or if you're someone like Dave who's you know, 15 years experience, anyone in anyone in the industry could check this out and learn something from it. Um, yeah. So yeah, please do. Paul Shirk could probably learn something from it. Maybe send it to him. <laughs> um, <Cool. laughs> but there was there was more than just the pricing stuff as well. It was it was good. Um, I really liked talking about the the hierarchy thing. And I mean, we yeah, keep coming back to this, Mark. Keep mentioning it since, but the whole yeah, yeah. motivation for why people will come to you as a designer and like should I don't know yeah, if to go through re- it now no, or just be like exactly, listen yeah. to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, re- um, no, yeah realizing how people can charge uh, different yeah. and how how to climb up that hierarchy. Yeah, not being the cheapest person, not being the most convenient, but being mm-hmm. the most reliable and have the best reputation. How you get bridge those gaps and how you get up the ladder. Yeah, and how having more of more of a authority in one step allows you to alter the other steps if that Mm. makes sense so like if you're if you don't have if you're not convenient and your work's not that good then obviously your price needs to be low but if you are convenient then your price can be higher yeah in a way yeah yeah that was like but but it was like um convenience wasn't high on the list it was very low yeah 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 Yeah, i'm just like talking about the bottom so it was like price convenience um quality relationship reputation yeah oh, that's well done yeah. brain's like a sponge <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember yeah. these things yeah so um yeah it's about like once you start to get authority in those higher levels then you can play with the bottom ones to suit you if that makes sense mm, yeah, it's mainly yeah. like as soon as you have those other things your price can go up 
yeah, but also the um the supply and demand thing was a huge point for me as well like the idea of if you've got loads of clients coming to you and everybody says yes then you should put your prices up like you shouldn't be green lighting every project and then as yeah. soon as you notice that you're turning down more than you want to be then lower your prices no, not turning down sorry um being turned down being rejected mm. for more than you want to be then lower your prices and then demand will go back up which i know is simple economics but i never did it at school so <laughs> it was really useful for me exactly yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's a really good conversation and the 60 yeah. percent yeah, try and aim for 60 percent. that should be the sweet yeah. sweet spot of how many which i think is um like. that's a really important point as well because i wouldn't have aimed for 60 percent. i would have aimed for like 90 percent because 100 like, yeah or like <laughs> yeah like at least 90 percent because i'm like, i, I want to get as much work as possible and i don't like rejection <laughs> so, yeah well that didn't click with me originally either like if, yeah. you're, if you're doing 100 percent of the projects why well, how can you not be earning more money and that's my head my original thought and then mm. i realized oh okay you're charging more but you're yeah. doing less exactly charging <laughs> um, more but doing less exactly but yeah it might, might kind of explains it all in a really clear way um, yeah so so please do go over there and check it out Mm-hmm. Um, the next one was Geo Law, uh, which will be out by the time this is out. So Geo Law's cool. podcast, a three hour long, <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> psychedelic, philosophic, philosophical uh, podcast. <laughs> Philosophicadelic. <laughs> Philosophicadelic, I don't know. One of, the, uh, one of those words. Yeah. A really philosoph- philosophical podcast, which I really enjoyed, actually. Yeah. I, I think it's Good really refreshing to hear a, a conversation that long about some really cool topics and like stuff that's on mm-hmm. my mind. Um, and being open and honest with each other as well so that was mm-hmm. good yeah it was a great one yeah I feel like that's another one where there was so much said that I can't even pick out yeah, a single that's thing what I'm, I'm trying to think of yeah. one point in particular and there were so many and at that time I, I was like a bit like I remember feeling really tired during that podcast and, <laughs> and then um, and then he started talking and I just was just intrigued by everything yeah. that he said the entire way through so, I, I'm, which is annoying because I'm trying to remember one point in particular, but it's not coming to me. It's all good. I'll send it. I'll send it. It's not out yet, so we'll, we'll send it around. And, um, we, yeah. come up, we need to put some show notes up, so <laughs> we'll listen to it again. But um, yeah, I normally don't listen to podcasts again unless I'm editing it, which obviously I'll have to do. So I'll make some notes. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it, it's good. It was, it was a good podcast. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think more than the actual some of the key points i think it was just nice to have an open and honest conversation that lasted that long we haven't yeah. done yeah. that for so long in lockdown i just we just haven't had that deep of a level of a conversation because we went into some really like deep topics about like, goals and, and philosophy and definitely like, yeah and life it was... and <laughs> and the, the peaks of valleys and stuff yeah. yeah that was a great conversation yeah no it was it was yeah it was nice for it to be so it was unstructured, which is what I thought was nice. We went into it with thought, sort of like the idea of talking about lockdown and how we'd found lockdown in the industry. But yeah, obviously there's so much to cover on that and it just goes into everything <laughs> to do with yeah. like life in the industry or life in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a really, it's a really good sort of like authentic chat. Shem, definitely worth a listen. Good. And there you go. That was july in the crazy wolf of the world and a bit of june and maybe a, a little bit of august maybe a little bit of august yeah. <laughs> um that was the recap of crazy waffle the first month as a three as a trio yeah the power trio power trio um, exciting yeah amazing thank you very much i'm gonna say it again but i'm really am proud of where we're going with the podcast and what we're doing and the fact that it's more than a podcast 
and uh, the exciting stuff coming up, like the Cradle Hall Index, um, like the the resources and tools that we're putting together, um, the partnerships that we're going to have with companies yeah. and different businesses, the discounts that we can offer the audience. Um, so yeah, amazing stuff coming to the podcast. But there has been Please. other stuff going on in the last month as well, like as as well as obviously us coming in, but. And we've had some great guests on, but we've got the new branding, which is really mm. exciting. That looks great. Yeah. Mark's done a really good job with that. Um, yeah, probably noticed you. it on the Instagram page. Lots of bright new colours. It's lovely. Like it a lot. A lot cleaner. Um, Geo's, yeah, Geo's done the characters. And, Geo's done the characters. Um, we've got the Facebook group, which is great. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, been yeah. Mark doesn't know about that because he doesn't have Facebook anymore. So <laughs> it's not exactly front of mind. But no, the Facebook group's been really good. Got a good uh, conversation going on in there. Um, it's a nice, really good space for designers. Obviously, it's like young designers podcasts and stuff, but we have designers of all ages and all levels of experience in there. So there's um, some really good chats um, when it comes to advice on just general designy stuff or looking <laughs> for a, a good place to get mock-ups. On yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been it's been a good, good little, good, uh, good little group. So I'm pleased. I'm pleased with that. Glad. I'm glad. Well done. Well done for setting up as well. Uh, well done. That's really goody. Um, so yeah, I'll join the Facebook group. Um, yeah, is there anything else we need to say before before we end? Watch Parasite. <laughs> Watch film recommendations. So, so we've got a couple of book and film recommendations. Uh, book, book recommendations. Uh, we got the Mastery and all the Robert Greene series. Um, we've got design-wise, I guess you could say... Uh, I actually picked up Unimark International. Uh, obviously, the big ex-design firm, uh, really famous design firm. That was from uh, from uh, Counterprint, and um, I don't think they made the book, but I think they 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 sold it. Yeah. But yeah. Again, just yeah, really good book. Really great to learn about all these ex amazing designers, really corporate people, really serious designers. It's very very madman, very madman um, sort of esque sort of time in the industry. Um, and it was nice to learn about them. So, uh, yeah, pick up a new book, uh, learn something, and watch yeah. Parasite or watch Fight Parasite. Club or Hot Fuzz or uh, The Big Lebowski or... Oh, I need to watch that film. <laughs> oh, so yeah, i still not seen The Big Lebowski. It. So good. Yeah. Um, um, you have mentioned, didn't you? I'm, I think I'm losing the plot, but you did mention about the new resources section that we've got coming on the index. Yep, the, index. the Creative Waffle Index, new resources coming. Because, um, yeah... I'm always looking for good resources. So yeah, I, I guess be, we can uh, go into what it is. Might be out by yeah. now. We're working on it hard, if not. Um, so, yeah, Creative Waffle Index will be on our creativewaffle.club website. Just a website, a uh, webpage with tons and tons of, uh, what will be eventually telling and ever-growing as well. So, like, mm-hmm. loads of resources, um, places to find pictures for free, places to find icons for free. Um, uh, help me out. <laughs> I think we can, we can probably um, recommend some other podcasts, uh, yeah. design books. Um, other designers that are really cool. Other designers, like, friends say of that. the show. Put some, yeah, friends um, of the discounts, show. Discounts, partners. Uh, yeah. We've got loads of stuff coming. And, and it's just going to be a really long list of inspiration, basically, and stuff that will help out the audience. So yeah. um, coming soon, to if not stuck. already out. Exactly. Exactly. Really. Well plugged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening. And uh, appreciate you listening, as always. Um, we do need to praise the audience, as always. Because yeah. you're the people that are listening, and yeah, you listen because you listen. Um, no, seriously, though, listen because you listen. You do keep us going, though, seriously. Um, and we do want to reach out to more people as well because you know, I posted that thing on 
Instagram the other day, you know, 1,500 subscribers on YouTube, 1,500 followers on Instagram. But we don't feel like we know that many people. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't, definitely don't know all 1,500 people that subscribed. So if you haven't messaged us yet and you are listening to this, if you got all the way this way into the podcast, then, well, thank you. Um, you're still here, yeah. <laughs> wow, you're still listening. But so what may walk on and. Um, so yeah, do really do reach out to us because we don't we don't feel like we know everyone, um, and we definitely don't know everyone. So reach out, say hello, and introduce yourself, and we might be able to help you. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Oh, new series as well coming. Another new thing coming, which you have probably already out by now as well. Um, with Danny Matthews, uh, which is with younger creatives. Um, I know we've got so many things planned, with, <laughs> which is younger creatives. Uh, which is basically like a design therapy sort of thing. Are we calling um, it creative therapy? Do we creative know therapy, creative, creative therapy, creative calling. Call We've got many names for it, um, yeah. but Danny is fantastic. He comes on the show and we uh, really go deep into one young person's um, life and, and try and help him out along the way a bit. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's coming soon. It's going to be <laughs> so, great. Is that everything we're doing? <laughs> I uh, think so. Maybe we've events, events coming so up soon much. after coronavirus. Yeah, I was say, I'm sure. I'm sure we've missed something. But uh, and the merch, of course, the merch. Creative work. The merch, yeah. that. merch. Best way to help out the podcast right now: give us a review on Apple iTunes and buy the merch. Thank you very <laughs> much for listening. Uh, we do really appreciate it. Reach out to us, say hello, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Whew. There, you there you go. go. <laughs> cool. <laughs>